Eddie Mayer on LBC. It's Friday, it's a quarter to five, it's Simon Marks's American Week. Eddie, I am in two minds about some aspects of this edition of American Week. The scenes that we have witnessed over the last seven days here include some that raise questions about the mental health of at least one elected lawmaker and also a prominent news anchor. Both of them grabbed the headlines here this week, but the events did happen. They are part of America's depressing tapestry and we have to get to them a little bit later. First, let's start with the arrival of a new visitor to the United States, just in time for Christmas. The California and San Francisco Departments of Public Health and the CDC have confirmed that a recent case of COVID-19 among an individual in California was caused by the Omicron variant. Dr. Anthony Fauci, President Biden's chief medical advisor, confirming on Wednesday what we all knew. Not only that Omicron would find its way to American shores, but also that the ban on South Africans traveling to the United States did not apply to American citizens in South Africa, at least one of whom brought the variant home along with his baggage. The individual was a traveler who returned from South Africa on November the 22nd. The individual is self-quarantining and all close contacts have been contacted and all close contacts thus far have tested negative. By last night, a second case had been identified in Minnesota, a third in Colorado, a fourth in Los Angeles, a fifth all the way out in Hawaii, and then five more cases in New York. An anime convention in New York City last month that had 53,000 attendees, who knew, is now suspected of being one source of community spread. So here we go again, in a country where 40% of eligible Americans are not fully vaccinated, and that's if you use the old yardstick that ignores the rollout of booster shots. The assumption here now is that Omicron will spread far and wide. My plan I'm announcing today pulls no punches in the fight against COVID-19. It's a plan that I think should unite us. That was President Biden yesterday, in fact, pulling several punches as he rolled out what the White House proclaimed was his new strategy for fighting COVID-19 through the holiday season and combating Omicron. All week long, we'd heard that this time the president was going to get tough. There was talk of a possible two-day quarantine requirement for all arriving international travelers. Talk of domestic passengers in the U.S. maybe requiring a negative COVID test result before their flight. But as President Biden unveiled his strategy yesterday, it became clear that he'd bottled it. I know COVID-19 has been very divisive in this country. It's become a political issue, which is a sad, sad commentary. It shouldn't be, but it has been. Now, as we move into the winter and face the challenges of this new variant, this is a moment we can put the devices behind us, I hope. Well, certainly there was little in his announcement for the president's critics to tangle with. Only one major change relating to international arrivals in the U.S. this Christmas. It used to be that international travel flying to the United States, traveler flying to the United States, had to test negatively three days before their departure from the, uh, that country. Well, I'm announcing today that all inbound international travelers must test within one day of departure, regardless of their vaccination status or nationality. This tighter testing timetable provides an added degree of protection as scientists continue to study the Omicron variant. 
And that was it, apart from extending the requirement for face masks on American planes, trains and buses. President Biden conceded this week that there are more than 100 million Americans who have not yet had their booster shot, though around a million people a day are currently getting one. But there is now the fear of booster confusion, with the Food and Drug Administration saying it could have fresh jabs ready to deal with the Omicron strain within three months. So reporters asked Dr Fauci, should people get boosted now if they'll only have to get another one in a few weeks' time? We may not need a variant-specific boost. We're preparing for the possibility that we need a variant-specific boost. But the mistake people would make is to say, let me wait and see if we get one. If you're eligible for boosting, get boosted right now. Nuance, not a hallmark generally associated with America's response to COVID-19. We have a choice to make this week, uh, Mr. Speaker. We have a choice to make of whether we're going to fund the United States government. That is Congressman Chip Roy of Texas, one of several Republicans who spent the week threatening to shut the government down and defund it. Yes, even as Omicron spread from coast to coast, Republicans in Congress were threatening to force America to default on its debts over their opposition to the president's vaccine mandates. Congress needs to man up, stand up, and fight for the American people. And that means don't fund a government that is tyrannically forcing people to get a vaccine that they don't want to get. That effort collapsed in the Senate late last night. The government will continue to function at least until February, when we will be clambering aboard those same swings and roundabouts all over again. By then, however, a new prominent figure may be on the brink of joining the Republican ranks on Capitol Hill. My parents came to America to find a better life, and they did. I attended great universities, raised a family, and became a successful surgeon. Mehmet Oz, host of the TV show Dr. Oz. As LBC's Nick Abbott would put it, another rich bloke off the telly, throwing his hat into the Republican political ring and announcing he's running for the U.S. Senate in the state of Pennsylvania. But COVID has shown us that our system is broken. We lost too many lives, too many jobs, and too many opportunities because Washington got it wrong. They took away our freedom without making us safer and tried to kill our spirit and our dignity. Pennsylvania needs a conservative who will put America first, one who can reignite our divine spark, bravely fight for freedom and tell it like it is. America first, you say. I'm sure it's ringing a bell. Let's see how the good doctor threads the vaccine needle with his fellow Republicans in the months ahead. Those months will also see an absolutely pivotal ruling coming from the U.S. Supreme Court. And the early indications are that the court, with its new Republican-appointed majority, is preparing to strike down Roe versus Wade, the landmark 1973 decision that legalized abortion across the U.S., This week, they started hearing a case about an abortion law in Mississippi. It bans all abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy and makes no exceptions, even for cases involving rape or incest. Will this institution survive the stench that this creates 
in the public perception. That is Justice Sonia Sotomayor, a Democrat appointee to the bench, arguing the case was only selected to be heard because of the court's new right-leaning tilt. But Trump appointee Justice Brett Kavanaugh, in a preview of what may end up being the final ruling, helped Mississippi's Solicitor General explain that if individual states want to ban abortion... They should be allowed to do it. As I understand it, you're arguing that the Constitution's silent and therefore neutral on the question of abortion. In other words, that the Constitution's neither pro-life nor pro-choice on the question of abortion, but leaves the issue for the people of the states or perhaps Congress to resolve in the democratic process. Is that accurate? Right. We're saying it's left to the people, Your Honor. The ruling is expected next summer, political kryptonite right in the middle of America's midterm election campaign. For the 138th time this year, America witnessed a school shooting this week, the deadliest of 2021 so far. Two separate videos recovered from Ethan's cell phone um, taken in a search warrant. He talked about shooting and killing students the next day at Oxford High School. Lieutenant Tim Willis of the Oakland County Sheriff's Office presenting some of the evidence against the 15-year-old accused of the first-degree murder of four of his fellow students. Seven others were wounded. The prosecutor, Karen McDonald, made a public plea for the attack on the outskirts of Detroit to represent a turning point in America's debate about guns. If the incident yesterday, with four children being murdered and multiple kids being injured, is not enough to revisit our gun laws, I don't know what is. I'm a parent... There are parents here. There are parents listening. We need to make sure and want to know that when we send our kid to school, they're safe. As ever, nothing about this week's attack changes the political calculus in Washington, where there is no appetite for substantial gun control. One Democrat in the Senate, Chris Murphy of New Jersey, boiled over with frustration about the hypocrisy on display here this week. I understand that my Republican colleagues have very strong views on issues related to abortion. But I listened to my Republican colleagues come down here one after another today and talk about the sanctity of life. At the very moment that moms and dads in Michigan were being told that their kids weren't coming home because they were shot at school due to a country that has accepted gun violence due to Republicans' fealty to the gun lobby. So what have the Republicans been up to this week apart from trying to shut the government down? Well, that takes us down a very dark avenue. Regular listeners of American Week will remember Congresswoman Lauren Bobart, the Colorado Republican who boasts of packing a pistol wherever she goes. Video emerged of her this week describing two Muslim American members of Congress as black-hearted evil women and telling supporters how uneasy she feels when she finds herself on a congressional lift with them. One of them, Ilan Omar of Minnesota, then played for reporters a telephoned death threat she received inspired directly by the Republicans' rhetoric. We know what you're up to. You're a traitor. You will not live much longer. These people are rising up. And you will be tried for a military tribunal. And you will be found guilty. Chilling stuff and extremely dangerous in a country with a long history of political assassinations. Hey everyone, this is Lauren with a quick update on a phone call I had today with squad member Ilhan Omar. Congresswoman Bobart thinks it's all a bit of a wheeze and the Republican leadership is doing nothing to silence her. She kept asking.
asking for a public apology. So I told Ilhan Omar that she should make a public apology to the American people for her anti-American, anti-Semitic, anti-police rhetoric. She continued to press and I continued to press back. And then Representative Omar hung up on me. Who wouldn't? She's playing with fire, that one, and the Republicans won't take the matches away. Another grotesque rant emerged this week on Fox News. Listeners of a certain vintage may remember that 20-odd years ago, a South African swimsuit model was hired to be a reporter on an early incarnation of ITV's breakfast program. That should have been the tell. Her name is Lara Logan, and after all sorts of complex machinations and flawed reporting, she now ekes out a living on right-wing television in America. Here she is this week going after the aforementioned Dr. Anthony Fauci on America's most watched news channel. What you see on Dr. Fauci, this is what people say to me, that he doesn't represent science to them. He represents Joseph Mengele, Dr. Joseph Mengele, uh, the, doc- the Nazi doctor who did experiments on Jews during the Second World War and in the concentration camps. And I am talking about people all across the world are saying this. She goes goes on and on, but why would I waste your time? The point is simply this. Voices of extremism have open access now to blowtorch microphones in the United States. Their dangerous nonsense fueling death threats against their targets in a society with, as we saw again tragically this week, no meaningful gun control. But let's end the week on a more upbeat note. I have watched with amazement from afar as Britain has wrangled over snogging at this year's Christmas parties. Is it okay or isn't it? I cannot keep up. There has been no talk of it here whatsoever, despite the spread of the Omicron variant, which is odd because Americans normally wear their hearts on their sleeves. But perhaps it's a settled issue. After all, Eddie, Debbie Harry and Blondie taught us there's a long, rich tradition of it on this side of the pond. Simon Marks' American Week back next Friday at a quarter to five. This is LBC. I'm Eddie Mayer.